Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. Is he adorable? He's adorable. I want to just encourage you briefly today. There won't be a text or a sermon. I'm going to speak that which I hear to you, but it's going to be about peace. And God put peace on my heart because the world is being torn apart with war. And as I was sitting in the presence of the Lord and hearing the Spirit, In Palestine, on the Gaza Strip, the world sees that. But in Myanmar, civil war has been going on for years, and they're ravaged. There is genocide in the continent of Africa. The worst gang violence in the world is happening in Haiti right now. I want you to know that God sees all that and he cares about all of that. I heard a report just this morning. It wasn't the first time, but I heard it again this morning that in the city of Bethlehem, in that holy place, Everything, they showed all the, the, the businesses boarded up. People have evacuated. Generally, this time of year, it's teeming with tourists, but no one's there because it's unsafe. God said to encourage his people with a word of peace. And not just the world that is ravaged with war. Some of our worlds have unrest because people suffer internally being anxious or being sad or being afraid. And the remedy to all of those things, whether it's fear that's happening in Gaza, where 20,000 people, many, most, the majority, innocent people, children. Does that matter to God? Absolutely. When Jesus walked the earth, his ministry was in the region of Palestine. So I know he's touched by this. But these things have been written, have been written. I just want to say this, a sm slight excursion from peace, but it's, it's relevant. In the world today, when you look at the world's population, more than 8 billion people, point, 0.2%, 0.2% are Jewish. 
In the United States, 4% of the population, actually less than 4%. But when something happens in Israel, the whole world knows it. Why is that? It's not that many, it's like seven or eight million, no, actually less than that, five million in the whole, in Israel, I think there's like nine million, like less than New Jersey. So it's smaller than New Jersey. But in the whole world, I believe there's less than 20 million, but everyone is attuned to what's happening because that's God's timepiece. And when Jesus comes back, he's going to set his foot, his feet, on the mount called Olives. These things should happen, and this is what's relevant about peace. We all pray for peace, but here's what Jesus said. When they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh. So we pray with an understanding. Because the day will come when that region will have peace, but it won't be lasting peace. It'll be deceptive, and it'll be the person who will rule 10 nations. Are you with me? I'm going to get back to the main thing, but God told me to communicate this. And that's when the, the one who makes desolate, the abomination that makes desolate, will appear and he's going to be a charismatic person but he'll be anti everything that is Christ and he will be the antichrist and he's going to show up in that region of the world so all the war all the confusion all the things that breaks our heart when peace breaks through look up because our redemption draws nigh. But here's the main thing God wants us all to know, whether you're in the building or on the live stream, that the chastisement for our peace, the chastisement, Dr. Carr, for my peace, for your peace, for our peace, was upon him. What we normally focus on is the light. With his stripes, we are healed. So when I want to be healed, Deshaun, I quote that. But God says, you miss the best part. Because he was beat with a cat of nine tails. His flesh was ripped off his body. The thorns in his head. He, now, I know I'm supposed to be talking about the little baby Jesus, but I want to talk about the man Christ Jesus because he's the savior of the world. Is that all right? Because on this day, God wants us to not just speak peace, but to have peace. And when you have an understanding of what he did, in order for you and me to have peace. Why should I go through turmoil when the chastisement for my peace is upon him? Is upon him. He took it for every person. 
living dead and yet unborn, but yet we carry burdens. Oh, what needless, all because everything. There's some things that we ought to release so that we can receive the chastisement for our peace. In fact, Isaiah called him the prince of peace. He is the very prince of peace. The enemy of our soul wants even the peace in our lives to be disrupted. We see a picture of that on the sea when the disciples were panicking because Jesus was asleep. I want you to know he's not sleeping anymore. The one who keeps us neither slumbers nor sleeps. He's watching over you. He wants you and me to have peace. And when he got up, he said, peace, be still. Why didn't he speak to the wind and the waves? The wind and the waves were just a manifestation, but the problem was that peace was disrupted. God told me to tell you the peace that is in your life is disrupted when it's not still. So I want to speak over everyone that can hear my voice. Peace, be still. There ought to be a calmness and serenity in your life. Peace, be still. The Prince of Peace said peace, be still. There is something about faith in him, in the risen Savior. I'm talking about genuine faith that helps us endure hardness. Because there's something about faith that God wants each of us to know. Faith doesn't make things easy, but it makes all things possible. Faith makes everything possible. And with faith in him, there is a peace that passes understanding. In other words, translation, there's a peace that can abide in us that doesn't make sense. When we ought to lose our mind, when we ought to be falling apart, when we ought to be troubled on every side, the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep our hearts and our minds in him. That's why on the night that he pierced through Mary's womb, the angels showed up. The wise men, the magi saw a star and the course in heaven According to Luke, the second chapter, the angels began to sing. And Gabriel declared peace on earth and goodwill towards all. Every kindred, every tribe. God, everywhere there's war today, let there be peace. L tomorrow, let there be a cease of arms and let there be peace. Let every gangbanger feel peace. Let every warlord feel peace. Let every soldier put down their arms just one day, God. Let there be peace on earth 
and goodwill towards all. May even enemies have peace towards one another just for a day. God, I pray that there would be peace in every home. God, don't let the commercialization that causes us to stress, to stress us this year, not this year. Let there be peace in every house. God, where there's confusion, let there be peace. Let there be peace. God, where there is language that's not flattering, where those who are at each other's throats, let there be peace. Let there be no hand on the neck, but arms embracing peace. Somebody say peace. They showed in Bethlehem where the nativity scene is normally every year where people all around the world come to see it. It's a pile of rubble and dirty teddy bears and rocks. And there was a voiceover that said, if Jesus was born today, he would be born in rubble. And when I heard it, I heard a voice say, he's not going to be born again. He was born in the manger. And that is that. They said, he's not going to be born again. But those who believe in him can be born again. See, the media don't understand these things. I think it touches our heartstrings to think that the place of the Lord's birth is a pile of rubble. So they relate it to that. But I just want you to know it's good news that he's not going to be born again because he's sitting on the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and me. He's not asleep. He's not tired. He's making intercession. He's still covering. He's still covering. His blood still covers. His blood still works. And that's why we rejoice. The greatest present, the greatest gift that the world ever received is not an Xbox. It's not NBA 2K. It's not a Rolex. It's not a new car. It's not a new house. It is not all the things that this world can bring. It's the baby Jesus, born in a manger, in humble beginnings, with the smell of donkey and sheep. It didn't smell good, but there's a fragrance of salvation that came out of that manger. He laid his head in the trough where the animals drank. But he was pure. That's why they call him the lily of the valley. You can put a lily in a swamp that's dirty, but it remains pure and white. He's the lily of the valley. 
He's the bright and morning star. He's the great I am. He was and is and is to come. He's the everlasting to everlasting. There's nobody like him. He'll bring you life, peace, joy, joy like a river flowing in your heart. Jesus, we come to celebrate Jesus, who is the Christ. He's the Savior of the world. He's the Savior of the world. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes. Yes, he is. He's great. And he's greatly to be praised. Though the wars rage, the Prince of Peace is still on the throne. He's still on the throne. And he has the last word. He has the last word because heaven and earth is going to pass away. But his word is going to stand. Every word that proceeds from his mouth, Sam, is eternal. It goes beyond time. It goes beyond time. Peace. Peace. When he resurrected from the grave, he walked into the midst of his disciples. They were disappointed. They were discouraged. They were afraid because they thought our Messiah is dead. The Romans are going to put their foot on our necks. They know that we've been with him and our expectation was that he was going to conquer Rome and that we would rule. Sometimes, like the disciples, our expectations of him are misaligned because it's based on our perception and not the truth. Well, he is the truth. But while they were fretting, while they were hiding, I'm gonna talk about hiding in just a minute. While they were hiding, he walks in the midst without opening the door. He walks and he says to them, says, peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. And all their disappointment, all that nothing changed. The Romans were still in charge. The situation didn't change. The only thing that changed was that peace entered the room. May you never enter a room again for the rest of your days that peace doesn't go before you. That peace doesn't go with you. That peace doesn't go behind you. That peace isn't all around you. Peace, be still. And if those disciples would have allowed just one moment of reflection, 
in the midst of their fear and disappointment, they would realize that in their hiding, they were manifesting the nature of Adam. I thought God wanted me to say this another time, but he, he wants me to say it now. I meant to just stand up for 10 minutes and talk and be calm, and here I am on the floor. Let me say this briefly. When Adam was deceived, his next act was to hide, hiding from God. And when you and I came out of the room, we inherited his nature. And it's our tendency to hide from God. But the good news is he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness and he's made us partakers of his divine nature. So what that does is that Adamic nature is quenched and the nature of the king of kings and lord of lords is ours to embrace. As we come to a close, I just want to say, he's not going to be born in rubble because he won't, he can't be born again. He's the firstborn from the dead and now he ever lives to make intercession for us. We need him. What he's doing has an eternal weight and glory for you and for me. But for those on the live stream and those in the room who know, if you're honest, that you're fighting a battle that you can't seem to win, And you don't know why you're hiding. And even after God found them hiding, he helped them cover up. He gave them a fig leaf. See, Adam and Eve had the benefit of divine covering. The next thing he did is he put a coat, a cloak on them of wool. In order for that to happen, some blood was shed. And he gave them a covering. But when I try to cover myself up, when I try to cover myself up, it sends me further into hiding. And you know what it's like? It's like hiding in plain sight. You ever play with a very young child and they play hide and seek? They're not good at hiding. <laughs> See, I want that kind of childlike innocence that even when I think I'm hiding, I'm exposed because God can deal with a person like that.
like that, he won't be born again, but you can be born again. Marvel not that I say unto you that you must. Are those my words? That you must be born again. He said, because that which is flesh is what? And that which is spirit? He said, if you're not born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. I want to see the kingdom. Do you want to see the kingdom? And when I see it, I want to be a part of the kingdom. You can't, if you can't see it, if you can't see it, you can't be it. And Jesus made it very, very clear. So on, in this season, in this season where we're going to gather with family, God willing, we're going to open presents. I pray that the peace of God would be there. I pray where there's any tension or unrest, that the peace of God would be there. I pray that you would sing together, that you would laugh together, that you would have joyous times that last beyond your lifetime. May this be a time of peace. Though the world is raging with war and violence, may your world be a world of peace. May the Prince of Peace enter your dwelling place. May he enter your space and cause you to have peace. May anxiety cease. May sadness disappear. May loneliness vanish away. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and keep your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's stand together. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.